Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash clarkhoward. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, there is a despicable practice going on targeting our brave men and women who are veterans of the U.S. military. It is something that infuriates me when people take advantage of the military personnel and wait till you hear what's been going on. And later yet, you sign up for something, how do you ever get it to stop? I had an experience recently with something I signed up for on my phone. It took, oh, maybe a minute and a half to sign up for it. But when I went to cancel, what a hassle. Right now, though, I want to talk about something that is part of our culture. And there was a wonderful write-up about this in the Financial Times of London. It's always fun reading their perspectives on us. That in the United States, we have this carrot-and-stick approach among employers that if you want benefits, you have to work 35, 37, 40 hours a week, something like that. But if you are, let's say, raising a young child or young children or whatever, or you're taking care of an aging parent, and your lifestyle really means that you need to work 25, 30, 32 hours a week, the employer puts you in a penalty box and takes away your benefits. And this is just stupid because employers end up with increased absenteeism. They end up with stressed workers. And it's just not thinking things through. Now, the idea I've had through the years is that if you are in a position you need to work 30 hours instead of 40 and let's say you've been a full-time employee an employer could continue to let you receive benefits but have you pay a portion of the cost that you don't now have to pay as an example that you would pay um 25% additional for benefits because you're working a smaller number of hours. Just, I'm throwing out round numbers. Don't hit me with the fact that my percentages are wrong, please. But I was surprised recently when I read this Financial Times article that Amazon has been experimenting with allowing people that are currently full-time to, if they've got family needs or whatever, they can cut back to 30 hours a week and maintain their benefits just as they were. Today, employers have a really hard time keeping workers. 
You know, we're not in that era anymore where people are hanging on by their fingertips to the job they have. There are millions and millions and millions of jobs that are going unfilled. And by the way, if you came close to getting a job, I saw a story that, gosh, I don't remember where I read it, but it was referring to the silver and bronze job candidates, meaning the person, the gold candidate was the one who got the job opening. But now employers struggling to find people that they're now reconsidering the people that were the silver and the bronze, the people who didn't quite make it to the finish line on getting that job. And the thing I'd say to you, if there was a job you applied for, you really liked it, the idea of working for that company, that job, and they didn't choose you and you just go away, now it's time to go back and try again with that employer because probably some people who really liked you that you made it into the final round and this time you may actually get the job offer. The equation has changed. The real answer on this whole benefits thing, though, is I've felt forever is benefits should not come with a job. That that has become something that's limited people's mobility. It has hurt the growth of small and new businesses. And ultimately, you hurt the growth of small and new businesses. You hurt the overall wealth of our society and the wealth shared among the American people and the American workers. But I just ask you as an employer, think about what I'm saying about don't be married to this idea that you either work 40 hours a week or you're nothing to me. Think about how you fit into people's lives better and likely get and retain better, more motivated workers. Kendra is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kendra. Hi, Clark. What's going on, Kendra? Hey, so um, about a year and a half ago, I refinanced my mortgage with the company that has been in the news a lot lately. And I was just wondering, is it worth it to try to refinance it again just so I can get my mortgage away from that bank? No way. Okay. No reason to do that. So is your rate like a really good rate? Yes, it's about a 3.75, I believe. Yeah, so you don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You got a great deal going. And great. it wouldn't matter if your mortgage was with the greatest bank ever or greatest credit union ever. You always want to watch them and how they're applying your payments and making sure that the balance being reflected is right. And so the fact that your mortgage is with a really terrible bank, that's not a, a reason that you would want to wound your wallet by dumping them and getting a new loan. You couldn't probably get that same rate now anyway, and you have the various expenses involved with doing it, but you want right. to watch them close. And this is really easy. You ready? Sure. So you can go on the internet and whether you use Google or whatever search engine, you can just say amortization schedule. Okay. And there'll be these various calculators that'll pop up. Skip the ads that pop up first, then look for somebody who's offering an 
amortization schedule. And you can print out for free an exact mirror of your loan. So all you got to know is what the balance was on the day the loan closed, when it closed, and you can print out this thing. This process I'm talking about takes, oh, just like two minutes to do. And then okay. you just keep that. And so do you get a monthly um, coupon or do you do it online or how do you get a record from them of what your balance is? I have online statements. Okay. So when you go to pay, do you look at that online statement or only look at it if you need to? I usually only look at it when I need to. Okay. So what I'd like you to do is uh, at least a couple times a year, like maybe when we change our clocks, Okay. just pull out that schedule you printed out on the internet and you'll be able to see, oh, this is month so-and-so, my balance should be this. And oh, okay. when you look online, if that doesn't match up, you're like, wait a minute here, what's going on? Now, that's extremely helpful. And most of the time when things are going to get fouled up is going to be when the servicing for your loan is sold. I don't know if you've ever experienced that with a home where no. they, they'll send you a letter and they'll say, effective this date, send your payments to this address and these people instead of to us. And okay. so um, that's when the balances get fouled up the most is when a loan is sold. But in your case, that's not an experience you've had. The most important thing is just you verify, and a couple times a year is enough, that they're doing what they should be doing and reflecting the balance they should be showing. Ty is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ty. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you, Ty. So, Ty, it's important to ask how you're doing because you're going to live a long, long time, aren't you? Yeah, I hope so. I, I just got remarried, and I uh, lost my first wife about 13 years ago. And oh, I'm I so sorry. I, I know. I don't like to bring that up, but I I remarried uh, my high school sweetheart. Um, so oh, how did, you, re- how did you, you reconnect? Through a uh, reunion that I've never gone to a high school reunion, and uh, I just happened to answer a response and went. Wow. Well, yeah, isn't that it's exciting? A, it's kind of a hallmark story. Everybody loves it. But. I, I do love that. How many years out of high school were you when you reconnected? Uh, 34. No! Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah we both have grown children, so. But, so my question is, the most inexpensive way to make a will, because we both need to have new wills and... Um, because the game's all changed. Sure. Uh, your recommendation. All right. So first of all, I got to ask you some questions before I can give you the cheap way to do a will. Um, so she has her children. You have your children. Obviously, no kids together, but you each have your own kids. So when when one of you passes away, are you planning to include the other's kids in the will? or only your own kids? Well, what we're planning on is, um, yeah, just our own. Okay, and everybody's comfortable with that? There's no drama or trauma with her kids, your kids, anything like that when you get together at holidays? No, they're both grown. Okay, all right. And do either of you have a lot of money? 
show. Unfortunately, not at this time. Okay. All right. So, yes, you can do your own will. And I'm going to give you a couple of ways to do it, and it'll be very inexpensive. Okay. There's a product called Willmaker, and it is enormously popular and extremely inexpensive. $69.99. Okay. And you'll be able to do your will, her will, and very, very simple, straightforward to use. And I want you to go to the website, nolo.com. Okay. And look at Willmaker. Uh, is that per state, or does it matter per state, doesn't it? Yeah, so so these things, uh, products like this, deal with the particulars in each state, including the right way to properly validate your will. Okay. Um, there is, if you find, if you spend the money on Willmaker and you're like, Clark's an idiot, this thing's too hard to use, I hate it, but you still don't want to spend a lot of money on a will, you can use a service called LegalZoom.com. Okay. And LegalZoom uh, provides more hand-holding than you get with Willmaker. Okay. But with with the situation you described, I think Willmaker should work out just fine for you. And as I've always said with Willmaker, if you get into it and it's confusing or whatever, just throw the money away you spent on it and start again elsewhere. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results, That's SAP Business AI. Obviously, there are scum that occupy this earth, but I am so steaming mad about crummy, rotten, terrible hoodlums who rip off the men and women who wear the uniform of the United States military. And it is the subject of today's Clark Rageous Moment. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So this is awful, but there are mortgage lenders and banks that are specifically targeting veterans who are in VA loans and conning them into refining their loans from great fixed rate loans into horrific Floating rate loans. Enormous numbers of veterans are in fixed rate for the life of the loan, very low-cost mortgages. And these fast-talking salespeople are tricking veterans that these refis are a better deal. And they're even doing some churning where they refi them more than once. The reality is people are throwing away perfectly good mortgages, being hoodwinked and tricked by these banks, and then in turn ending up much worse off financially 
and especially in a rising interest rate environment, being in any kind of floating rate mortgage is an awful, horrible idea. Now, there are investigations in Congress. There are moves by the government to try to make it difficult for any of these crummy mortgage lenders or banks to continue ripping off our veterans. But the thing that horrifies me, nobody in Washington, nobody is talking about sending any of these awful, terrible people that would take advantage of our veterans, sending any of them to prison. What is it about the banks that they can engage in all kinds of horrific behavior and nobody ever pays the price they should, which is not fines that are paid by stockholders, but prison cells that the perpetrators should visit and live in. We'll give them free housing, we'll give them free food, all that, but take away their freedom. That's what should happen to these banksters. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. You ever signed up for a free trial for something, and you have to give your credit card for the free trial, and then you're thinking, I don't want to do this, and you go to cancel, and nowhere in evidence on the mobile site or the desktop site does it tell you how you cancel. There's everything about how to sign up immediately, or let's say you're in a subscription service of some kind. And there are a million different kinds of these subscription services because that's a big thing now is to get people just paying monthly for whatever. And you want to cancel. They don't let you cancel right on the website, right? What do they make you do? So annoying. They make you call and hopefully you'll be able to reach a human. And the reason they make you call is a lot of people aren't going to take the time to call and you just keep having that money come out of your checking account or bill to your credit card month after month. But if you do end up finally getting to talk to a human, what are they going to do? They're in the retention department. They're going to tell you every possible reason why you should stay with them, including we'll make it half price for the next 90 days if you agree to continue right now. I mean, that's how all this works. So I have a new rule. I never sign up for a trial period for anything unless I know I want it if I have to put in a credit card to do the trial period. Because you know the second they're doing that, they're just trying to hook you, right? And second, I don't sign up for any ongoing billing service unless 
I know as best I possibly can that it's really something we're going to want to have, I'll ask something like Netflix or whatever, because got a lot of family members who live on that and YouTube. And by the way, this is crazy to say. My younger children, there's like this generation gap between my 28-year-old and my younger children because my younger kids have no interest and don't identify at all with using a traditional television. You know, watching something on um, cable or satellite. And if we're traveling and we're in a hotel and somebody will turn on the TV and they get bored with that in a millisecond because they're used to whatever they want to watch, being able to watch it right when they want to watch it. So the subscription thing like Netflix, I get that. But other things... I was going to say, my kids didn't know what a commercial was until we stayed in a hotel recently. And then it was so bad because they wanted all the things that were on the commercials. Yeah, I was like, let's not do this again. Okay, so I was with, I went through that with um, my oldest child and my middle child when they were both really young because my youngest never watched regular TV. I mean, TV, had, you know, video had changed so much by the time he was born. But with both of them, I just remember laughing. Any commercial that would come on, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that, because they have no concept of truth versus propaganda at all. But this is truth, not propaganda. Be very careful signing up for any subscription service, because it's so hard to tell them goodbye. And if you haven't done so in a long time, I want you to go through your checking account statement, your credit card statement or statements, and see if there's any monthly things happening. And you're like, I didn't remember that. I'm paying $11 a month for this, $7 a month for that. Get those expenses out of your life. Logan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Logan. Hi, Clark. How are you? Good. Thank you, Logan. You're a teenager, late teenager. Yes, sir. So how often do you watch traditional television? Ooh, um, you know, I've been paying for my own Netflix subscription for years now, so I'm not even sure. So regular TV, that's not part of your existence? Nope, not really. I see no reason to pay for cable or anything like that. Way too expensive. Okay, love that. So how upset were you when Netflix went up in price again? I mean, I wasn't happy, but it's still cheaper than the 150 or so that the cable companies want to charge me. Yeah, and Netflix now is it 10.95, something like that. I think it's 13.99 for what I pay. Okay, because we have T-Mobile for our cell phone service, and when you're T-Mobile, they pay for your Netflix. So I'm not right. I'm not really focused on what it costs anymore. Oh, okay. So there's a seven ninety nine, a ten ninety nine, and a thirteen ninety nine for Netflix. I think so. Yeah. Yep. So Logan, what's going on with you? So uh, I've been listening to your show for a couple months, and I'm trying to be more financially responsible. 
So uh, I just recently finished maxing out my Roth IRA for the 2017 year, and I built up about $1,000 in a uh, rainy day fund. And now what I'm wondering is uh, I don't currently have an emergency fund for three and six months of my expenses, um, but I'd also like to max out my Roth IRA again for the 2018 year. So which one should I be going for first? All right, this is awesome. You're 19 years old, and you maxed out your Roth for last year. You're an incredible saver. And are you working full-time? Is that how you're doing all this? No, I work part-time and go to school full-time. Okay, amazing. So school, are you in uh, college, trade school? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in college right now. And what are you studying? Sounds like you're studying Computer finance science. and economics. What's that? Computer science. Okay. So you got a great career path in front of you, too. So, oh, I, I hope so. I, I'm impressed beyond measure that you're making all this happen while you're in school. And so given a choice between Rainy Day and Roth, I know that it violates classic um, personal finance, but I would put the emphasis on you continuing to put as much money as you possibly can in that Roth for this year. Okay. And if you gradually build up the rainy day, in addition, I prefer that because the money you put rainy day it, best in a parking space, you can earn one and a half percent on that money, you know, right. like in an online savings account. The Roth, though, you're building money that's going to grow tax-free for the next, uh, gosh, uh, almost 50 years for you. And then you'll spend it tax-free. And so the money put aside now at 19 is so impactful in what it'll be worth long-term putting that kind of money away. So All right. Sounds awesome. And this is fantastic. I'm curious, where did the motivation come from in your life to live on less than what you make and be so industrious and be saving and investing money like you are already? Well, you know, uh, my mom is uh, an immigrant, and she uh, has been very frugal her her whole life. And ever since I was given um, an allowance for doing my chores, I was always required to put 25% away in uh, long-term savings, and that's actually the money that I ended up buying my first car with. Wow. Your mom was a great teacher, wasn't she, at this? Absolutely. Great. I'm, I'm always curious because I find that when someone is an incredible saver like you are, Logan, that it's either really terrible financial examples from parents at a young age or phenomenal leadership from parents at a young age forward and you had the incredible leadership from an industrious mom good for her kent is with us on the clark howard show hello kent hi clark how are you great thank you kent you share a frustration with me don't you i think i do tell me well i in my family and i we enjoy going to uh, some sporting events and some live shows some concerts and things and it seems like the fees that are required to be paid just 
to purchase tickets are getting a little out of hand. and A little out of hand? Yeah, it's gotten so bad that we, we've actually made some decisions on shows we turned down, not because of the ticket price, but because of the fees they were charging. Yeah, I mean, it's common now that the fees added on, all the junk fees, add 30% to the cost of a concert or sporting event. So is there any way to get those fees down? Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of strategies, and one of them I'm just smiling all the time, particularly with sports events. So the way you can avoid, in a lot of cases, paying much or all of the junk fees may not be a convenient thing for you, but with a lot of events, you can purchase tickets at the box office itself instead of online, and at many venues, you will avoid the fees in entirety or a lot of the junk fees. But that's not how I save money. Okay. What I so do, what do, do is, um, and I'm not, I never go to concerts. So I, I know that this works for some concerts, but I, I couldn't tell you who's a hot act, who's not, or anything. I mean, I'm just brain dead when it comes to that kind of stuff. But sports, I'm all into. And what I do is I buy day of event on StubHub. Day of event on StubHub. And what I've been able to do is I've been able repeatedly to buy sports events for half or less what the face amount of the sports event ticket is. And you found that to be a safe site? To, to, and, and the tickets work fine when you get there. StubHub completely. And okay. StubHub, if you ever show up an event, at an event and they say, no go on this, there's no hassle with StubHub in getting your money back. At least that's what they claim. I would know because I have never had a problem with a StubHub purchase. That's good to know. I, I have had some, uh, knowing that uh, when I've, purchase tickets some of the most of these venues that you could walk up and pay face value at the box office are just defaulting completely to these third-party agencies isn't that awful yeah you don't even get the option of buying it even some local venues have done that and you don't even get the option of going there anymore well the reason the StubHub things become such an advantage is with it seems like even second tier sports events now are televised even things that are sold out are becoming soft sellouts, meaning that people may have bought all the tickets, but then somebody will decide, you know what, I just don't want to go today. And when it's really close to event time, the day before the prices start dropping, the day of anything left, they drop a lot. And I was laughing because my wife and I went to an NBA game. She loves NBA basketball. And we ended up in $60 tickets that I paid $11 for the seats. And I was so frustrated with myself because an hour before the game, seats were selling for $5 in the really good seats. So I wasted $6 a seat. So we got nothing to eat or drink in the venue because I'd wasted that money. Diane is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Diane. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Hey, I just have a really super quick question for you. Sure. I've been listening, I've been listening to you talk about the Chromebook for online banking, and I want to do that, but how do I delete the sites off my computer? Do I just delete them, or do I need to do more? Yeah, I mean, you can delete the sites and then go clear out your browser history. 
Okay. And uh, someone who is um, someone who does tech every day would say, that's not enough. That's not enough. We can't prevent every last possibility. So you take the necessary precautions. It's like you get in your car and you lock the door and you put on a seatbelt. It doesn't mean you're not going to be in an accident. But if you right. do those steps with your legacy computer, with any financial stuff you've done on it, that is, to me, the necessary steps you should follow, and you should okay. be A-OK. And the whole Chromebook thing, have you ever used one? No. You are going to love being on a Chromebook. In fact, you're going to love it so much for the financial stuff that you're going to end up at some point buying a Chromebook for your everyday stuff. Okay. Because the machines, you pop them open, and you're on the Internet typically in four seconds. There's no boot up. There's nothing like that. There's no weird messages you get. And all they do is surf. And if you travel with one, they tend to have somewhere around 9 to 11 hours of battery life. Okay, well, that's helpful. And they're so cheap. Yeah, no, I know. I've been looking around going, well, I could afford that easily. So uh, thanks for the tip on that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks. And Joel, we have time for some Ask Clarks here, maybe one or two. Sure, Clark. Yeah, Mary Beth wrote in and says, is it safe to use the opt-out service that's listed on your credit card offer? The letter states that you can choose to stop receiving pre-screened offers of credit by calling a number. Is that safe? Opt-out pre-screen is the real deal. Opt-outprescreen.com. You don't have to wait for a solicitation to come to you. You can go to opt-outprescreen.com then freak out about the fact that you have to give your social security number, but you have to because the way the credit bureaus uh, track you, build the dossier on you, slice you, dice you, sell you over and over again to people who want your information, is they do it uh, with their your social security number being at the center of that. So just click to opt out, and the funniest thing, it's like these people with credit bureaus who actually have no sense of humor at all. They must think they have one. You can opt in to additional offers. Just remember, you want to click to opt out, opt out of all of them. All right, Clark. Ricardo says, I've had several packages delivered by the post office, marked delivered, but the package doesn't show up till the next day. In all cases, packages were marked to meet the promised delivery date, but not actually delivered. Have you heard of this happening? Oh, yes, I have. And um, I don't know exactly if it's pressure It's being applied to postal workers or what the reason is, but you can't believe the postal service system that says something has been delivered. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet and they're on a variety of consumer items check out clarkdeals.com